Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Trundlebed Tales Radio. Today we're having a very special episode because today is the 145th anniversary of the birthday of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Now, those of you who looked at Google today will also know that it is Charles Dickens' birthday. So, what do you think? If I changed my birthday legally to February 7th, would my writing improve? Anyway, uh, before we get going tonight, we do have a few things to do for housekeeping. If anybody wants to call in tonight and share anything that uh, they want to about Laura or any special memory of her, the number is one eight seven seven six three three. 9389. That's 1-877-633-9389. That's a toll-free number, and you can use it uh, whenever the show is live, uh, both for actually calling in and talking, or if you're out and about, you can also use it for listening if you're not in some place where you can stream the computer. We also have a chat room going. And you're more than welcome to join that as well. And um, I wanted to tell you a few other things about the podcast that's coming up. I don't have dates set yet, but later this month, uh, we actually, for Travel Tales, we're going to be talking to a storm chaser. We're going to be interviewing Amy Lauders who's in our chat room right now, thank you, Amy, uh, about the Laura Palooza conference that's coming up later this year. And uh, I'm still working on what was supposed to be the episode that I didn't get done in January on music and Laura Ingalls Wilder because I'm having a little bit of trouble getting what I wanted uh, for musical clips uploaded. But we're still working on that and we'll get that done We'll be doing that, too. So thank you for joining us, and I think that's about all the housekeeping. Okay, so what's the big news today in Laura Ingalls Wilder fandom? The registration has gone live for the Laura Palooza Conference, which will be held this summer, July 12th to the 14th, for members of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Legacy and Research Association. Now, everybody else, you're going to have to wait two weeks, but at the end of that time, if you're not a member, you can sure register then. And uh, uh, things for acceptance letters for the papers have gone out, and uh, I am pleased to say that I my program that I put in, Laura Ingalls Wilder, What a Doll, looking at the dolls in Laura Ingalls Wilder, and in Laura Ingalls Wilder fandom, is uh, was accepted, so I get to speak at the conference this time. Other major speakers were going to have Allison Engram, TV's Nellie Olson, Dale Cockrell, and Dean Butler are going to be presenting 
their uh, special musical concert that they taped in Nashville in January. Linda Halpin is a Wisconsin-based master quilter, and Julie Williams, who uh, listeners on this show will be familiar with, uh, is going to be talking about her work on Carrie Ingalls' Frontier uh, Press Woman. So that is definitely the exciting thing that's going on today, and I know that some of you have already filled out your registration forms, and I hope that a lot of the rest of you will, too. Now, last year, this is our second annual on-air party, and uh, what we had last year besides just sort of celebrating Laura, we also talked about uh, what they did for celebrating birthdays in the 19th century, uh, which was kind of interesting how our birthday traditions got started. So if you're interested in that, be sure to go back and catch last year's episode. Uh, but tonight, I think is we want to just sort of be more about our memories of Laura on this 145th birthday and uh, how we kind of got started uh, being a Laura Ingalls Wilder fan. I know it's something that I get asked a lot, and I thought this would be a good time to share it. Now, I always have troubles because uh, when people ask me why I'm such a, a big Laura fan, because the way I look at it, I don't understand why everybody isn't, because there's so much in the books. I really to see them, um, it, it's kind of an odd simile, but they're almost like an episode of The Simpsons, in that as you keep watching or rereading them, you start seeing layer after layer after layer, and you don't get it all the first time. Every time that I reread the books, and and I have totally lost count on how many times I've did, but every time I go back to them again, I find something different. And I know lots of people uh, talk about that. When I was growing up, my uh, favorite book in the series was always the one that was closest with my age, and now I am, have <clears throat> aged out of the series. I kind of try and I kind of see them all as one big story, so I think it's kind of hard to choose your favorite. But I will say that uh, a lot of my favorite incidents happen in On the Banks of Plum Creek. I think it's a very well written book. And as anybody who saw my program last year at Laura Palooza, or I'm sorry, in 2010 at Laura Palooza, uh, will know that I think that uh, The Long Winter is, uh, with the Garth Williams illustrations, is the best designed book. And it really is has so much thought into it. Just looking at that book alone in the series, I think, teaches you so much about book design and writing, and and I just love it. But I was telling you about how I got started with Laura, and what happened was uh, my mom was didn't know who Laura Ingleswalder was, and neither did my grandmother, even though they both had been fairly big readers. But somebody along the line told my mom... Uh, when she was pregnant with me, when she found out that she was going to have a little girl, that if she was having a little girl, she had to get a set of the Laura Ingalls Wilder books. So my mom, who was a big believer in going to garage sales for all your baby needs, went started looking for books and collected the entire series for me, um, sort of as miscellaneous paperbacks. 
and they started reading them to me along with with other books and I really don't remember a time when I wasn't reading the the Laura books and they weren't an important part of my life my mom who I owe a really big debt to because I've talked to a lot of other Laura fans who haven't had this experience. But uh, my mom was very supportive of my interest and in my brother's interest, uh, which was more along the lines of old tractors. And uh, don't feel sorry for him for having to go into all the Laura sites because trust me, there's a lot more old tractor parts yards. Uh, than there are Laura sites. But anyway, uh, she was very supportive, and we did visit almost all the home sites when I was uh, little. And she also was a big believer in lifetime memberships. So she, as soon as she found out that there were lifetime memberships in these Laura associations, started getting them for me. And she wrote to the museums to get information for me when I was just really little. I, and bought me books and uh, was very supportive. But my really, my whole family was supportive. Uh, my uh, grandmother on my mom's side uh, made me a Laura Ingalls Wilder dress, my first Laura dress. I think a lot of us have lots of Laura dresses now, but I, that was my very first one. And uh, made me a Laura's wedding cake for my ninth birthday for my cake which wasn't very good, but, um, but it was uh, authentic, I thought. And uh, my grandma, Utah, on the other side, made me a little Laura Ingalls Wilder doll. And my grandpa, Utah, made me a toy-covered wagon that I still drag around to my programs as part of my uh, display of Laura Ingalls Wilder replicas and artifacts. And um, my little brother, uh, who I would make my grandfather and my little brother play Laura with me, and uh, I was Laura, and my grandfather uh, was Pa, and my brother was Jack, which was typecasting, because he would jump around and bark all over the place, and um, it, we used to have fun, and I... Uh, my mom used to insist on doing these little oral history things where she would record us talking. We would, She'd stick the microphone in our face and ask us stuff. And so uh, we found this one from when I was, I don't know, I must have been, I must have been, well, my brother was around, so it must have been five or six. And uh, she asked me, what was my favorite thing to do? And I said, play Laura. And then I explained that that Grampy was Pa and Robbie was Jack and uh, that it was my favorite thing to do. And it was just so cute. But uh, that was uh, something I guess I have never really gotten over. I'm still playing Laura. But I wanted to uh, share with you, I have been on Twitter and posted a question to other people, how they got started with Laura Ingalls Wilder. So I think I'll go ahead and share some of those with you now. Karen Jessup, who tweets as M-R-S-K-T-J, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, said, uh, my second grade teacher read us Little House on the Prairie, and after that, I was hooked. 
Well, I really can't blame her. Little House on the Prairie is a very strong book for sucking you in, and it's got lots of action and adventure. I could see how that happened. Lots of people say that they were first introduced to the Little House series when their teachers read them. And that's actually one of the things I am starting to do work on to try and track how the Little House books were uh, used in the classroom. It seems like for a long time, teachers just read them. But then at some point, they started kind of developing whole social studies units around them. And then once No Child Left Behind came through, it really kind of cut that back. So it's it's an interesting thing. But I'm sure a lot of people would agree with Karen that it was their teacher, either in second or third grade, who would read them the little house books and, and that got them started that they had to read the entire series. Uh, Lisa, who tweets as Piano Girl 365, says, Laura's been part of me since we were little. We've grown up, laughed, and cried together, and we will always be friends. And when people ask me about what's special about the Little House books, I really do think that that is a big important a big part of it. People do feel that they are friends with Laura, that Laura is sort of what they aspire to be, that she's very real. She has doubts and fears, and she doesn't always live up to doing exactly what she thinks she should, but she tries hard and she doesn't quit. And I think all of us wish we had a friend like Laura and wish we were a little bit more like Laura. Uh, Olivia Sagel who tweets as O-E-L-S-A-G, says that she got hooked and was introduced to Laura uh, by the series on television. I was instantly hooked, she said. And there tend to be book fans and TV show fans, but a lot of times people started with the TV show and then moved on to the real books. I remember watching it when I was, was little, and I really liked it then. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who who still really, really like it now. Um, as I get, as I have learned more about history and Laura and rewatching it, uh, I tend to have a few issues with it, particularly the episode where Almanza show, or I'm sorry, where Albert's showing the cow and the cow changes breeds as it gets larger. But uh, I digress. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would never have heard of the books, although they were known worldwide before, if it hadn't been for the TV series. Um, Michelle, who tweets as Book Fairy, F-A-E-R-I-E, says uh, she got started with Laura when I think my mom borrowed Little House in the Big Woods for me when I was six. I then read all the books that were out that was in the early 1970s. I actually completed some reading contest at the library because of it, but I don't think the librarian believed that I really had read them all. Uh, well, a lot of people, I think, read the Little House books before people quite think that they're able to. Uh, Old-fashioned old girl uh, tweeted that I was eight and into cowboys. I saw the word prairie on a book in the school library. It wasn't cowboys, but it was a good mistake. I've been hooked ever since. Um, 
And it's interesting that, that she liked cowboys because Laura herself liked to read westerns. And uh, she they talk about, uh, there's um, oral histories with the people who worked at the library in Mansfield. And they said that she'd come in and get westerns because she liked the stories and because they tended to be little paperbacks that were easy to hold when she got older. Uh, I think this is Kazoo Fifi. Um, K-A-Z-O-O-F-I-F-I tweeted that she was interested in Laura, or she became interested in Laura at birth. I always had Laura in my life in one form or another. And again, I think a lot of us have that kind of same feeling that we've been, Laura's always been a part of our lives. Uh, Little Miss Pastries, otherwise known as Amy Adams, tweeted that I have been a fan of Laura since I was little. Wendy, who tweets as Shauna2004, uh, I got into Laura Ingalls Wilder because my best friend was reading by the shores of Silver Lake. I decided to join her. I was either eight or nine. And I'm hesitating on how to pronounce this next one. I think it's Jiz Lane, who tweets at 96SISI, says she became interested in Laura on the TV program by Michael Landon. The books are also written great, and there are a lot of lessons in the books about family and love. Jen Glover Confrist, who tweets as J-K-O-N-F-R-S-T, says, A teacher in first grade shared the long winter with me. It was a difficult year for me, and she gave me the gift of escape. Which is a really great story. I think when people ask me what makes the Little House series special, that's another thing that I like to point to is the fact that they're really such a strong family. Uh, There are a lot of what we, I think, all wish our family was like. Some of our families are more like that. Some of our families are less like that. But it really kind of gives you a feeling with that of of family, of what it's like to be part of a family. And there are definitely people uh, today that just never experienced that kind of close family or extended family connections in their own lives. And they can kind of get a feeling of being part of the Ingalls family by reading the books. Um, You just sort of feel... Like you're pulled into the family circle. And I think that really does answer a need for a lot of people. Uh, the Long Winter, there, there's a couple of the books that get tend to get pulled out of the series more than others. Little House in the Prairie tends to get pulled out, I think, mostly because it is such a uh, complete in itself story. 
And that, of course, it's taken its name for the TV show and the other TV show and a couple other things. So that one gets pulled out for that. And The Long Winter is another one that gets singled out a lot. One of the projects that I have is working to uh, put together a list of all of the foreign languages and dialects that the books were translated into. And one thing that surprised me was they didn't necessarily do the whole series. A lot of times they would just do one book in this series or they would start out with one book. Uh, For example, when they uh, first did the books in Japanese, they did The Long Winter a very long time before they got around to doing the the other books. And uh, they encouraged having The Long Winter in German. It was very popular in Germany right after World War II, too. And it was for that sense of banding together and overcoming hardship. It was something that people in a bad time could easily identify with. And I think that was also uh, something that you can do personally, that if you have a bad time, you can kind of identify with the family as they're struggling through the long winter and feel like you can overcome things too. So I definitely think that is, Um, a gift in Laura's writing. And I know that I often think of uh, when I have to do something that I don't particularly want to do or I'm a little scared of or I'm a little nervous about and I think about Laura going to teach school all by herself out on the prairie and isolating herself from the family to try and do that. I think about when she's it takes Carrie into town to get the um, sawtooth for the, the mower and how she really didn't want to do it, but she had to, so she did. And I think that is such a great model for people because I think so many times the hero is presented as someone who is without fear. And I don't think that's really true because if you are without fear, what is really the value in what you're doing. The value comes from being afraid and overcoming it anyway. And I I definitely agree that the Laura's books have that. And uh, our other person who said they sent in their favorite Laura Ingalls Wilder memory was the Laura Ingalls Wilder Museum in Walnut Grove. And I really think uh, this is probably Nicole from the museum talking, though I don't know that for sure because she didn't put her name, just tweeted from the museum. And she said her favorite memory was celebrating with second graders at the Walnut Grove Elementary School doing activities and eating some cake. So there are a lot of different ways that people get involved in Laura and a lot of favorite memories. And one memory that uh, is probably my favorite Laura memory uh, is it happened um, a few years ago. So getting to be more in a few. Uh, I was at I was at DeSmet for I think it was the Laura Ingalls Wilder Teacher Day, and I had presented 
earlier in the day, and, and this was after the presentations were over. And we'd gone out to the Ingalls Homestead, we being my mother and I, because we, we always love to go out to Ingalls Homestead. Whenever we're in DeSmet, that's usually our first and last stop because we just love them. But we were out there, and we'd been mucking around kind of at our own pace. So we'd been down at the one-room schoolhouse. Now, if you haven't been there, you should uh, know that the schoolhouse is set quite a ways distantly from the main sort of complex that makes up the Ingalls Homestead attraction. The normal way to get there is by horse and wagon, and you get on the wagon, and then you ride down to the school, and then you get on and ride back up. But we'd stayed after the wagon. We told them to go ahead. So we were coming back on our own, and we decided to walk up uh, the road instead of on the actual grass. And there's a certain point uh, when you're walking up that road that you really can't see anything else. You just can see the road going up a hill. You can see sort of the prairie grass around you. But you really can't see anything that tells you that you're in the 21st century. And I was wearing, well, I wasn't wearing one of my Laura costumes, but the uh, outfit that I had to present in had a long skirt and I had my, my good shoes on. So I was there in my, my good shoes, um, so with my feet up and they're high heels like, like they are when I have my boots on, and long skirt, and I'm walking along on this beautiful, clear, blue day, and the breeze is blowing because the wind's always blowing into cement, let's face it. And the birds were cheeping, and you couldn't hear or see anything that took you out of it. And it just felt like a moment, walking along with my mother back up the hill towards the, the parking lot, which you couldn't see, that we had somehow slipped and gotten into Laura's world as she knew it, how she had lived it, that we were just walking along and just it wouldn't have seemed odd at all to see one of the Ingalls girls come bounding over the hill uh, to to talk to us or to have heard a fiddle suddenly start to play or anything. It really, for one moment, you really felt like you were really there and uh, that really is my favorite Laura Ingalls Wilder memory. It really is something um, I don't. I don't think you can probably replicate it, but it was just a terrific experience. I think um, after that, my other f- favorite memory was uh, when we I put together. We called it an adult Laura Ingalls Wilder Day because uh, at Escher's Ferry Historic Village in Cedar Rapids because up to that time we had had uh, children's Laura's Days where they earned a patch, but this was supposed to be for an adult Laura Day. And it had a great program. We put it together. I, I did um, did two big programs talking about 
Laura and Mansfield in a small one talking about Laura's music. And Sue Dugan talked about travel. And my boss at the time, Vicki Hughes, did a really outstanding job as a first-person rose. I really was impressed with that. Uh, But the part of the day I liked the best was the lunch because what we did, we had, I think there were about 35, 40 people there. And we had, Usher's Ferry is a historic village, and we were meeting in the town hall for most of the, the the day's programming and things, but we had lunch in the church, and uh, they'd moved out the pews, kind of sacked into the sides, and gotten these banquet tables, and we'd gathered up chairs from all over the village, and brought them in, and had just cut flowers off of out of the gardens on the tables, and we were having chicken and biscuits. Uh, as Rose was was always wanting chicken and biscuits when she wrote home in her letters, and it was just again sitting there with the community and this buzz of talking going around all around. It was like we walked into one of uh, Ma's New England suppers. So. It was really a great experience, and I hope you get something like that. And probably my third favorite experience was the first Laura Palooza Laura conference because there were just, I got to meet so many people there that I'd only known online and I had talked to online or who I'd read their papers and uh, knew about their research and respected their work. So it was just really a great event. And I hope that next year, when I have this event, that you will all listen again and that you will call in and tell us your favorite Laura memory, especially about Laura Palooza. So happy birthday, Laura Ingalls Wilder, and I hope everyone had a great one. Remember to register. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.